Hello and welcome to another edition of the Main Stage. I'm Patrick McCormack, joined this week by Robert Goldberg. Our guest will be Malloy men's basketball alum Jalen Morris, who's now currently playing for the San Antonio Spurs. We'll wrap up men's basketball win over Adelphi. We'll discuss women's basketball's upcoming game against Mercy and look forward to the track and field meet at Wagner this weekend. We hope you enjoy this episode. The only one game in action over the holiday break and after Christmas, and it was a men's basketball team on December 30th, topping local rival Adelphi 69-64. Really overall well-performance by the whole team, Robert. They really got it done. What did you see out there from them? Well, I think uh, from Malloy, they came out with a ton of energy. Uh, they had a game plan that they stuck to, and they really executed it throughout the entire game. In the first half, they come out, they shoot 40% from the floor. They shot 64% from behind the three-point line, 7 of 11 from downtown. Really jumped out on Adelphi in that first half. And as we flipped over into the second half, Adelphi got back into it. You know, they were down 17 at the half. They come back, the tide all the way up at 59. Malloy ends up pulling out a 69-64 victory. But this team showed a lot of grit and gut throughout this entire game. And look at the scoring from all around, led by Billy Muller, 23 points, 10 rebounds for a double-double. Freshman Darren Fergus really continues to be consistent, 14 points. And then you mentioned that senior leadership, Stephen Torrey had nine points. So every night it seems like a different guard steps up. Darren's been consistent. Billy's been good. But going into league play, you're at 3-9, and nine, but 2-0 and oh in ECC play. You're playing a Mercy team that is defeated. It's a good way to start a new year with a win against Mercy on Saturday. Yeah, without a doubt, Mercy coming into Quilly Gymnasium. That's always a tough game between these two teams. They know each other very, very well. And building off that momentum from the Adelphi win is going to be very important. It's going to be just under a little over a week since they have last played. But, of course, they've been practicing. So I think it's going to be really important to see the surgeon still of Darren Ferguson, his second season, Frankie Fallon, Stephen Torrey, very important in molding uh, Darren Ferguson for the future. And Muller just reestablishing himself downstairs as one of the best big men in the conference, scoring and rebounding the basketball. Going off to the women's basketball team who hasn't played since December 15th. So when they play on Monday. Monday will be January 10th. So almost a month in between games, and that could be tricky. They're obviously practicing, but they're coming off a 64-51 over Queens College on December 15th, as we mentioned. But they've done it before. They're led by their veterans who Sophia Lee had 15 points and eight rebounds in that win. Maya Thomas had 14 points and eight rebounds in that win. And Gabriella Spruer has been a leader on the offense all season. And of course, and you know, you talk about the players and it all starts with head coach Joe Pelican, who's been around the game forever. He's always consistently adjusting, watching the tendencies of the opposing team, always making the right calls at the right time. The senior leadership, as Patrick has mentioned, we have to talk about Sophia Lee, who's been outstanding this year. She's always in around the basketball. Maya Thomas always making timely plays. And Janelle Moore running a point guard as a freshman, really controlling the offense. So even they've been off for such a long period of time, expect them to come out quick against Mercy on Monday. They will definitely come out because they've been there before. They know what it takes to play in big games. Sophia, Gabby, Maya have all played in big games throughout their career and have made impacts throughout their career. But you look at their schedule, postponed, Good Bentley opponent on the 19th, and then a big uh, holiday tournament against Assumption. Stonehill both postponed, and then a game in the ECC against Stack postponed. So four games postponed. They get back on the floor Monday. It'll be great to see them where they are. Benefit for the Lions, I guess, if you're trying to make good news out of this whole thing, is they have a smaller team. So they have a time to rest their bodies and get ready for the home stretch coming up here. 
and they're going to be at home. They don't have to travel to Mercy. They get to stay within the confines of Quigley Gymnasium, a place, of course, they know very, very well. A smaller roster, like you had mentioned, Patrick, so a little bit extra time. Maybe do some team bonding, do some stuff off the court, just to really get that momentum going as league play takes over the schedule here in the new year. And really a test for the Lions right off the bat, because the Mavericks are 3-0 and in ECC play, so the Lions at 5-5, and 2-1 and in conference play, but you're playing an undefeated opponent ahead of you in the standings right when you get back, so meaningful basketball right away for the Lions. Yeah, without a doubt, and Mercy has some really good guard play. They have two good guards in the backcourt that can really cause some trouble, and they have a great big girl down low in Kelly Nudd, who's outstanding in the post. So it's going to be a test for this team in all aspects of the game, but expect this Lions team to be well-prepared ahead of it. So we go on to the track now, and Friday, the Lions take part in the Wagner Invitational in Staten Island, New York. And for the Lions, it's their first meet back after a little bit more of a month off. They had the first two meets, but now the home stretch really comes in. From January 7th to February 19th, they get it into gear, getting ready for that all-important ECC championship. And I really think the runner to watch, as she's been for cross-country, she's been for indoor so far with two records, is Katie Moore. Yeah, and Katie Moore has started off this season with a bang. She set the program record in the 3,000 meters, and then she broke that her own record the following week. She's been outstanding on the track and, of course, in the fall season in cross country. Somebody to always highlight, of course, for the women's track and field team. Then you flip over to the men's track and field team, a very consistent group, a lot of young runners on that team who've been consistently getting better throughout the season that, that has gone on. As Patrick mentioned, they're going to be in the home stretch now looking forward to that ECC championship opportunity. As you mentioned, the open bowling is off and they come back on January 17th, but also getting exciting again, Robert, we have our winter sports in gear and some spring sports start preseason on Monday, January 10th. So a little lull with the holidays and basketball being on pauses, but we're coming back and we have, uh, softball, baseball, men's and women's lacrosse starting practice sometime within the next two weeks. So the grind's going to pick up again. It's going to be great seeing everyone on campus and competing. Yeah, we're going to have a bunch of sports going on in a lot of different locations. Of course, you know, baseball plays at Mitchell. You have lacrosse playing at RVC Sports Complex, basketball here at Quigley Gymnasium. Really exciting time outside after the break is over as we go into the later end of January into February. And of course, March everybody's playing at the same time. So it's going to be a really exciting time to be around campus and around Malloy Athletics. So not much happening over the holiday break, but we're very excited to have student athletes back on campus and competing in meaningful ECC competitions and track meets getting towards championship season, which is the best time of year. Speaking of championship seasons and big careers at Malloy, we hope you enjoyed the interview with San Antonio Spur, Jalen Morris, as he discusses his journey to the NBA a trip in Israel, a trip in Greece, and then back to the NBA with the Spurs. So his journey from Rockville Center to the NBA and around the world through basketball, we hope you enjoy it. We're now joined on the main stage by Malloy men's basketball alum and San Antonio Spur, Jalen Morris. Jalen, thank you for joining us on the main stage. Thank you for having me. So we mentioned, Jalen, you're on the Spurs. You're on a 10-day con uh, contract. What's it like to make it back to the NBA? Uh, it means everything, you know. This is what you this is what you play the game for to be at the highest level. So, to be on a ten day with one of the greatest organizations in the league, it's an honor, and I'm just happy to be here. And uh, you mentioned that you're back in the NBA now with the Spurs. 
Uh, how's the time been with San Antonio in the last couple of days that you spent with them going from Toronto to Boston and now heading your, uh, heading to Philly? Uh, it's been it's been good. It's been kind of hectic since we're on this road trip and, you know, everything with COVID, but it's been it's been good. So no complaints here. Um, we just got a win yesterday. So try and keep this thing rolling. Being from Buffalo and an East Coast guy, what's it like joining the team on this East Coast road trip? Um, it's, it's kind of weird. I have felt like I haven't been on the East Coast playing in a long time. Uh, we we go to Brooklyn in a couple of days. So it's going to be good to see some family, some friends. So it's definitely been weird, but I'm definitely an East Coast guy, and it feels feels good to play on the East Coast for once. You're playing for uh, one of the best coaches in the NBA, Greg Popovich. Even though you've been with him for a short time, what have you learned from Coach? Uh, well, one thing that sticks with me that he always says during games is it's a simple game. Simple game. Basketball is a simple game. There's no need to to complicate it, to play the game, play basketball, and just keep keep things simple because simplicity works sometimes. It doesn't have to be a uh, intricate plan or anything like that. You don't have to do anything extra. So just keep it simple. It's one thing that he preaches. So we'll go back in time. You started at Malloy. You got to play with your your dad and Charlie Marquette, the head coach, and Charlie's son. What was your time like with the Lions? Oh, Malloy, Malloy was everything to me. D2, you know, wasn't very uh no no coverage really. So, you know, meant everything playing with uh my father, uh, Coach Marquette, Charlie. So, you know, four years there made me to the player I am today. So I always say without Malloy, I wouldn't – I probably wouldn't even be in this picture right now. So definitely grateful for them and everything they did to help me become the man and player I am today. What is something Coach Marquette taught you that you take with you every time you take the court? Uh, stay fundamentally sound. Always work on your fundamentals. Because you're not always going to be the fastest. You're not always going to be the best shooter, strongest guy out there. But one thing you can do is just know the game and always rely on your fundamentals. So that's one thing that always stuck with me. And your senior year. Like. Sorry. Nah, uh, go ahead. What did you say? Your senior year, you scored 577 points. You finished six all-time on the list. What started clicking as you started growing as a player at Malloy? Uh, I just knew as I got older, I just knew my strengths more. Um, I knew what I could get away with. I knew I was one of the older guys. I knew how other teams played, knew my spots on the floor. So that just comes with getting older and knowing the game a little bit better. So by my senior year, I feel like I was, I knew my game and I knew what I could do well and what I had to work on and stuff I can do on the court to make me, to make me succeed in that area. The team won 18 games, made it to the ECC championship. What's it like making it to the championship game, your final game with the Lions? I was – it meant everything. I was, uh, haven't been there, and I don't know how long it's been when we went, but it was something you strive out to do every, every preseason, go to the uh, Eastern Conference championship, and to have that happen my senior year, even though we lost – it was it was a great feeling. Um, Love those guys. Still keep in touch with them to this day, and um, it was it was a great run. We had a great run. I still believe we should have made the the um, the tournament that year, but you know, 
happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. So we 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 look back on it. We we said we had a great team and it was a great run. You had a unique experience. You got to play for your dad for four years. What was that like? Uh, it was just, it was like just playing basketball. My dad didn't give me any special treatment, nor did I want any special treatment. So I looked at him just like another coach that I had along the way, and he he did what he had to do to get me right for the season, get me right in the games, and make sure everybody was on the same page. So it was no special treatment. If anything, I had it. I had. I had it worse than other players, but uh, I'm forever grateful and glad I got to experience that in my life. But you finished Malloy. Are you looking to play basketball professionally? What did you say? You finish with Malloy. Are you looking to play basketball professionally after you graduate? Yeah, playing basketball was always the plan. Just didn't know where or how it was going to happen. But at the end of the day, I knew I was a basketball player. So I knew I wanted to continue playing. Uh, and I'm glad that it all worked out, especially being here right now in the NBA. Um, couldn't ask for a better result. How did you end up in Erie? Um, I well, first I went after college, went to Vegas, went to a couple showcases to try and get some exposure to go overseas. That went well, but unfortunately, um. Teams didn't have a lot of room overseas or it wasn't the best of offers. So luckily I had an agent back then who who put me in a good spot to go to the Chicago Invitational for the G League, played well in there. Got my name in the, the G League draft and was fortunate enough to get drafted in the second round by Erie. Went to training camp and was made the team and and the rest was the rest is history. During your time at Erie, you played on Long Island with much of the Malloy basketball program there, and you played against longtime teammate Charlie Marquat. What was it like playing against him at the next level? I was, it was a great feeling to see being a professional basketball player with your best friend at the time, to, to go out there and compete against each other after just first year, after graduating and just making it to the championship game. It was, it was one of the funniest most real uh, things that could probably happen to both of us. Um, we look forward to it. We had it marked on our calendar. We was excited for each other. And I'm just, once the tip off, it was just, all right, let's, it's time to compete. And then at the end of the game, it's all love. So that's definitely something we'll never forget. You ended up getting promoted and playing for the Atlanta Hawks where you played six games. What was it like making your NBA debut? It was just a simple as put, just a dream come true. You know, you you dream to be an NBA player as soon as you pick up a ball and start enjoying it. So to have it happen, coming out of D2 my first year out, it was just a dream come true. You just realize how hard you'll work to achieve that, achieve that dream, achieve that goal. So it was, it was, it meant everything. What was it like going from playing in Queely Gymnasium with fits two to 400 people the playing in an NBA arena that fits 18 to 20,000 people. It was definitely a, a different adjustment, but the adjustment started from going from Malloy to playing in Erie, which had a little more, uh, a little more fans, but not as much as Atlanta. But at the end of the day, you're just playing basketball. So even though the crowds get bigger, 
the chants get louder. It's it's still a game of basketball. Nothing changes with that. So it was definitely an adjustment at first. But like I said, at the end of the day, you're just playing basketball. Go on to Milwaukee and play with the Bucks. What was that experience like? That was that was a good experience as well. Unfortunately, when I was in Atlanta, I injured my ankle. I had to miss the rest of the season from when I got there. But um, the coaching staff saw enough of me to want to bring me into Milwaukee with them. So that was a good experience, you know, playing with guys like Giannis, Chris Middleton, seeing how those guys operate. It was a good experience. Um, definitely grateful for that opportunity. And uh, it was just another stop in the road. So. Part of your journey in the NBA. Part of your journey in the NBA is you're on 10 day contracts. So you're on contract with the team for 10 days. What's the mindset of coming in and making your impact known so you can stay longer than that 10 days with the team when your contract expires? Uh my mindset is just doing whatever's asked me in that amount of time. Uh I'm not one to ever get outside of character. So whether I'm playing 40 minutes, not playing at all, being great on the bench, practice, whatever, whatever the team needs me from that 10 days, I'm just make sure I give my all and do what I got to do to help the team in that, uh, in them 10 days. So definitely that's my mindset. Always want to just do whatever's needed and just never go outside of my way. So you left the NBA, ended up playing a season in Greece. What was it like playing overseas at the international uh, professional league? That was uh that was a really, really different experience. Um definitely took some getting used to. Overseas is a different, different type of grind, no matter where you go. But um definitely grateful. You know, it happens. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But it was definitely definitely a different experience that um I feel like I needed. You need to get all types of experience to help you better as a person, better as a player. So going to going to Greece was was just a it was a different experience. It was a lot different that, than NBA. How was that transition over to Israel? Um, well, Israel was different because it was in the uh, prime COVID time. So when I got there, I was only there for a month and some change. So I really didn't get to experience Israel do much. So I was there for a month. I could only go to the gym in my apartment. So it was not much uh getting used to. It was no fan. So it was it was a it was a good experience. I'm I'm grateful for that opportunity as well. And like I said, it overseas is a different grind. Different grind. From your start to playing overseas, how have you continued to see your game grow? Uh one more time. How how have you continued to see your game grow as you've grown as a player and you've got more experience, whether it be in the G League, the NBA, and overseas? I was just say knowing knowing the game, knowing where your teammates are going to be and um, stuff like that, whether it's working on your individual game or just picking up certain things that work at certain times in the game, whether it's NBA, overseas, knowing what you can get away with, stuff you got you can't get away with, what you got to work on. So Every every experience it brings every opportunity brings new experiences, and it just shows what you got to uh, be able to do while playing the game of basketball. Started the season with the Austin Spurs. Was the goal always to make it back to the NBA? 
Uh, that's always the goal. Whenever you want a G League, everyone tries to do what they can uh, to show what they can do and get called up. So that's always the goal. Nobody, nobody wants to be in the G League to stay in the G League. So you sign to the G League, sign with Austin Spurs, your number one goal is to try and make an NBA roster. And was it difficult adjusting from the game overseas back to the game over here in the States? Uh, no, nah, I wasn't different. I feel like my game is more tailored to play in the in the in the states with the rules and what you can do with spacing, all that. So there's no adjustment like going. It's more of adjustment going from here to overseas. I would say. And your first game, you guys were playing in Toronto. You got two rebounds and one assist. What was it like to get on the stat sheet in your Spurs debut? Uh, man, everything is, you know, you haven't played an NBA game since however long is 2018, 2019. So to get in for those couple minutes and be able to try and make an impact on the game is, is the stuff you try and live for, the stuff you, you dream of and what you what you want to do when you when you're in the NBA is just make a make a impact on the game. So I was I was glad to be out there and glad I was able to be a part of the game. I remember from previous conversations, you're a big 2K player. Are you still playing 2K? Of course. I haven't played – lately, I haven't been playing as much. But I, I, nobody wants to play me in 2K. They know what it is. I'm still that guy in 2K. No one wants to play you, but what's it like playing as yourself in the video game? Oh, that was probably one of the coolest things I've ever done. So, uh, you know, I first saw myself – on the game, I immediately went to edit player and put everything 99. So I did that and I scored however many points I wanted. <laughs> I did whatever I wanted to. So that was the first thing. But it's always nice to see yourself in the game. I'm a big game guy. I've been playing the game since my mom bought me my first console. So to see that happen and to be able to play as yourself without actually creating a character, that was a big that was one of the uh, happiest moments in my life, as far as video game goes. You had a long journey from playing Division II NCAA to back in the NBA right now. What advice would you give to a player playing at Division II, whether it be at Malloy or another school throughout the country? Um, we Division II guys, we don't need to go D1. If you go hoop, they'll find you. It may be a different a different role, but if you could play the game of basketball, people will notice and to always just work hard because we're not, we're not given the same exposure, same opportunities as these other division one guys. But, you know, at the end of the game, at the end of the day, you're playing basketball. So if you better than that one guy who may have went high D one, then at the end of the day, they can't really say anything, but you got to put the work in, do what you got to do. Daily, last question. It's great seeing you on campus working out. What's it like when you're in the offseason going back to Malloy to work out, getting up shots, and just working on the overall game? Uh, it's, it's always good to go back to Malloy whenever I'm allowed in there to um, work, work in the game because that's where, that's where it all started as far as college. And I would always say that's where my professional career started. So to go in there, see see the guys and see they're working on it. they ever want to hop in on a drill or whatever 
it, it's a great, great to always go back and put up shots there and work out, see, see how the buildings changed, all that, the campus. So it's always, I enjoy going back to Malloy to shoot. Bill, I want to thank you for taking the time. Best of luck this year, and uh, it's great seeing you back in the NBA. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one. Yep, you too. Thank you for listening to this episode of the main stage. Thank you again for Jalen Moritz for taking time out of the first crazy traveling schedule. They're on the Northeast tour, which started in Toronto, went to Boston. They're now in Philadelphia before they make their way back home for Jalen in New York with the Nets and the Knicks. But we want to thank him for taking the time to talk to us. I want to thank you for listening and make sure to follow us at the main stage pod on Instagram and at Malloy Lions on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for joining us once again. Have a happy new year and we'll see you next time.